When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. Welcome into another episode. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall, and joining us today is former men's basketball player Marcus Howard. Marcus, thanks for taking the time. Anytime. Appreciate you having me. I know it's been so long since you've been gone. But I appreciate you remembering some of the people that helped get you to where you are today. Are you talking about you? No, that was where you were supposed to go with it, but yeah, thanks. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Well, some things don't change. Uh, that's good. That's a good place to start. <laughs> um, you know, I want to talk, uh, you know, fill in most of our conversation with what you've been doing since you left Marquette, but I, but I did want to start there just in the fact to go back and think about that day, and we, we've discussed it a lot with other people, but literally we went from playing Seton Hall at like nine o'clock that night to I think you were home already. Like you were on a flight and back home by the time we left at midnight. And and basically before, before I know it, your time at Marquette's over. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it, it took me so long to kind of just wrap all my, all the emotions I had in my head um, into the actual moment that happened. You know, we're getting ready to play a game. Um, getting the postseason started. But, you know, one of the reasons I came back for what we've been looking forward to the whole entire season was to get to the postseason and really make a name for ourselves, make our mark. But um, for the season to end the way it did, um, it was extremely emotional, you know, and so many emotions that you didn't know how to express at the time. For me, yeah, I mean, when everybody was, you know, figuring everything out, you know, I was already back home, you know, I mean, right when – Coach Wojo told us that our season was over. You know, it was kind of, it was kind of me just trying to be sure I was with my family, make sure everybody was all right, and 
you know, everything that could have happened basketball-wise um, for Marquette, you know, it was just so weird. It was crazy just to hear that it was over. And it's still, it's still, it took me a long time to kind of come to grips with that. And yeah, it was, it, it was wild. Still, still something to this day that makes me feel extremely weird thinking about it. You think, and obviously you had a ton of accolades, records, you know, we just updated the record board. I think there was like 22 single game season and career records. D does that help you process personally that you, you did have all of that or that it was taken to you and could have been even more? Honestly, man, it, it can be so tough to think about, you know, all the things that happened, but I was very fortunate for everything that happened in my four years. Um, everybody always talks about what could have been, what could have happened. Um, I look at all the good times, you know, I mean, you know, being able to represent a university that meant so much to me and my family, but then also the people I was able to, you know, just be around, you know, you included, you know, there were so many people that helped, like you said, get me to where I'm at right now. And, and that's what I think about, you know, I don't necessarily think too much about what could have happened in the tournament, how our season could have ended because, you know, at the end of the day, if I think like that, you know, I'm going to drive myself crazy. So, I mean, for me, that's, that's kind of the way I've been able to kind of cope with everything is just been thinking about the good times, you know, just the great people that I've met in four years, that relationships that last a lifetime. So, I mean, those always come into mind. And, you know, the basketball things, basketball stuff is great, but I think the relationships meant way more to me than anything I did on the court. Well, that's the answer that I was looking for originally. I'll clip that out for the promo of this podcast. Appreciate it. Um, I was talking to Travis Diener a little bit about what you just alluded to, uh, you know, and, and if, you know, what he would think if that had happened to him. But you made an interesting point in, in kind of what you said. Not everybody's good career is going to go perfectly and everything's going to happen, right? Everybody has some kind of challenge at some point, And hopefully for you, you've already reached it, at least one of them, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was definitely one of the biggest tests and bumps in the road I've had in my life, you know, from a basketball standpoint, you know, not playing an actual game since March. Um, you know, as a basketball player, it was extremely tough. So for me, um, you know, just relying more on my faith more and more. Every time adversity comes my way, I think my faith shows itself even more so. So I think, you know, just the experiences I had in college and the adversity I would face at times in college helped prepare me for moments like this. Um, to be able to take each and every day um, as its own challenge, you know, not necessarily look too far into the future, but embrace each and every day and make the most of it. And I think for you, you know, your support system uh, helps even more than, than a lot of people, right? I mean, your family, a lot of people through this pandemic have been like, I don't want to spend more time with my family. I want to get out. Where it's probably the exact opposite for you with, with the, as close as you guys are across the board. Yeah, my mom's about ready to kick my brother in the <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, honestly, just thinking about it, you know, right when the pandemic started, um, it was kind of surreal just to be in the living room sitting with my family eating dinner. Like it was the last time that's been, been the case in about six years. You know, this is the longest Jordan and I have been together in six years since he went to college and I was still in high school. So, you know... <laughs> This pandemic has been like a blessing in disguise for us in terms of being able to spend time with my family. You know, I have a niece and a nephew and I get to see them kind of grow and continue to grow. And it's been awesome. And um, just to be able to spend this quality time with my family, though it's time with my family, we're still getting better, which is a blessing because, you know, my dad's my trainer, my brother's my trainer. And then I work out with my brother every day. So um, 
you know, it's been a great mix of everything. Everything I've needed, especially in this time of preparation for my next step, I've been able to get while I'm at home. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say I'm extremely fortunate. You know, um, this situation for me um, has been a great one just because, you know, I've been able to get better, but also spending that quality time with my family, which I think is detrimental to my maturation as well as my preparation too, just because I haven't had this time, you know, since being in college. Talk a little about the next step and, you know, as many unknowns as there are with the college season now and, and were obviously when this started, now you're trying to transition to the, your professional career, right? And, yeah. and the NBA is dealing with virtual uh, meetings and training and trying to look at guys. Maybe just to talk a little bit about that process. I know you've pretty much talked to just about every NBA team at this point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been, I don't think anybody can necessarily prepare you for what this process has been like. I mean, a normal NBA process is difficult, but I think just the fact that um, this pandemic has made everything so different for so many different people, like this has been a tough situation, but I mean, we're doing with what we can, you know, we're working with the best group we got. And a lot of what we've been doing is through zoom interviews. So I've interviewed with a lot of teams and, you know, it's a lot like NBA interviews in person. You know, you talk to personnel within an organization and they kind of just want to get to know you. They want to get to know the type of person you are, the type of player you think you are. And then, you know, there's time for questions and things like that. So, I mean, it's been great conversations. It's been great to, you know, put names to faces and meet different people in different organizations. So I've loved that part. You know, it's been a great, great opportunity for me to kind of put my, put my name out there, put myself out there. Um, so teams know who I am. Um, but then also too, you know, that's been pretty much the, the extent of the process, you know, um, we're, we're nearing toward um, the NBA combine. It's going to be virtually done. Um, we're still waiting on dates, but, you know, as of right now, all I can really do is if I have an interview with a team or if a team wants to talk to me, you know, I take care of that. But other than that, I'm training. So, I mean, a lot of my time is spent, you know, training, watching film, recovering, um, then just trying to find new hobbies outside of basketball, trying to keep myself busy. So, um, it's been it's been a weird process, especially going from college to now. Now having a lot more time on my hands, rather rather so than college. Um, it's different, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things I'm gonna have to get used to. When you talk about these uh, with these interviews, are you look? I mean, do you try to like come up with different answers? I mean, it's almost like you're doing the same interview thirty some times, right? I mean, there is a mental yeah. component to that that I'm sure they're looking for as well, not being able to see yeah. the play on the court physically. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, it can be very redundant, very repetitive. Um, but for me, I try to go into every interview like it's my first. Um, I try to have, you know, just great energy, um, no matter what, even if the questions are the same. Um, I feel the more that I hear questions that are the same more often, um, the more I can have better answers with them just because I've heard them before. So um, for me, it's, it's almost like playing a game within a game you know, and um, it can be fatiguing for sure, just because all those talks, all that time spent talking. But at the end of the day, you know, this is this is part of it. This is part of the process to get to my lifelong dream. So um, I just try to enjoy it as much as I can, because it could be a, it could be a totally different situation to where I didn't have this opportunity. So, you know, I'm just taking every opportunity as, you know, just just a blessing, just because I know it could be it could be like this in any other situation. So I'm just I'm very fortunate for sure. Do you have an example of like the craziest question you've heard so far? Or they try to throw you off a little bit with something completely random? Uh, yeah. So one of the questions I had was, um, 
what kind of driver are you? So like if you if you're if you're driving and a yellow light comes up, like do you drive mm. through the light, you stop? And you know, my answer was, you know, I'm a cautious driver as is. So if I like a yellow light comes up, I'm gonna slow down and stop. I'm not the one to really speed through a light. Um, they thought it was just an answer that they wanted to hear, but it's the honest truth. You know, I've you know, I've I've seen my brothers and and like witness my brothers get a lot of tickets from speeding and stuff. So yeah, I was not trying to get into yeah. get in the house from my parents. So well, and um, you know, that, this isn't just a random question. This is one they've come up with for a specific reason, and they're looking into yeah. your personality and who you are as a person. Yeah, and judging I, I, literally everything you say. For sure, and I and I'm, this process has really um, opened my eyes about you know how how deep they get into you know trying to find out who you are as a person. So I mean, it's it's really strenuous. You know, I give them a lot of credit for all the research and things that they do. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's actually it's pretty funny how much they know. So um yeah it's been interesting well then you look on the other side and you're trying to supplement your inability to go work out because you know right now or maybe not right now but early on you'd have been going around cities working out in groups of three to six team bringing you in getting their gear but you and your brothers and your family have turned it like into your own media company right trying to generate some content to show what you've been doing uh to work for the next level yeah, I mean, we're fortunate enough to where we have a following. You know, myself, I have a following. My brother Jordan has a good following. My brother Desmond's starting to get one too. So um, we're looking at it from a lot of different perspectives. I mean, we want to definitely be able to get content out, content out to, you know, people that follow us, um, you know, fans that we have. Um, so they, know, they, they get to know us more than just basketball players. So getting to teach, you know, things that we do and we have done for years on a daily basis so that people can take from. But then also, too, you know, it's 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 kind of, you know, a probe to put out stuff that we do. So if an NBA team does maybe want to check something out, they can see what we do. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different um, ways that it's been used, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been keeping us busy, um, being able to follow that up with, you know, just content every week and getting different stuff to do rather than just working out. It gives us a different type of outlet to follow. So um, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just because. Like I said, we have to work with what we have best. You know, I mean, we can't necessarily, we don't necessarily have the luxury to travel right now and work out. So we just got to work with what we got. Do you get the opportunity at all to ask questions of these organizations as well? Is is there a common theme that that they've liked to see you improve an area of your game on more that you hear? Do you get any kind of that feedback? Um, not necessarily. I mean, teams right now are just, um, they're just curious to see, you know, how I would translate, you know, for me. So, um there haven't been necessarily questions about uh, my game or this that, and the other. It's more so been um, ways in which, you know, I kind of sell myself. And for me, I think just the proof's in the pudding. You know, I think each and every year I got better and better in a lot of different areas of my game. And I think that'll translate the next level, you know, as I continue to grow and I continue to learn from people in front of me, um, I'll be able to, you know, be very successful because that's what I was able to do in college. You mentioned it a little bit, trying to find some other hobbies outside of basketball and uh, making videos of you working out. What Have we identified anything at all yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, in college, you know, I did this a little bit, but, you know, I really, I'm really getting into cooking. Uh, my roommate, Ike, could attest to that. You know, I would cook very often in, in our apartment, but um, I've been doing a lot more so since I've been home. Um, continue like I've always played card games anybody at Marquette that knows me knows I'm an avid Uno player like I here we go yeah, I knew you were gonna work this in somehow yeah so I mean <laughs> I, I mean the same hobbies I've been kind of getting at but other than that 
nothing crazy. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, I love like I've really gotten into pool now. Like I love pool, but everywhere, yeah, everywhere out here, um, the pool, all the pool tables are closed, which sucks. So if I have a friend, actually one of my best friends has a pool table at his house, so I'm there all the time playing pool. Um, so yeah, pool has been the big one. I love playing pool. Actually, it's funny. It's funny that I mentioned that because I actually started to like really get into it after Stan Johnson came to Arizona to visit. And he stayed with his parents and their parents had a pool table. And I played um, his wife and his kids like for probably four or five hours. We played pool for that long. And like ever since then I was hooked. So yeah, I can thank, I can thank Stan. Fun fact. Yeah. You know, Stan's always, you know, putting me game to this stuff. Are you as competitive in pool as you are in Uno? Because you always had Uno player. I I believe you claim to be the best player. It's it's not even close. So we actually, in our, in our overseas trip, we made like tiers. So like player comparisons. So like, (laughs) Me personally, I'm like Bill Russell, like in terms of like my wins and games. There were a lot of different guys that were like, oh, I'm like Michael Jordan. I'm like, I'm like LeBron. I'm just like, okay, you guys can have that in terms of wins. I'm like Bill Russell when it comes to Uno. Like I have, I, I can't even count all the wins on my hands, you know, because I just would win too much in Uno. But pool, I'm not as good at pool as I am in Uno. So I'm, I'm competitive, of course, but once I start to get better, it'll be a different level. But I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting a lot better. You talk a little about the the guys and the trip, and uh, I know Sai had the opportunity to come down and spend a little bit of time with you this summer. Just talk a little about how that kind of happened and and what you see from him, and think Marquette fans will see from him this year. Yeah, I mean it was always great. I mean me and Sai's relationship goes beyond basketball, as, as well as with a lot of other guys on the team, and um, that just is a tribute to the environment Marquette provides. You know, it's a family atmosphere you see with the Marquette guys in the finals and how much they talk about Marquette and how it shaped them. So, um, you know, when Sai came on campus last year, you know, he's always been just an, an unbelievable person, first and foremost. So, I mean, just his, his spirit um, would always reflect in how he played, I felt like. And so for me and him, our relationship was always extremely close. And so even when I was gone, when I left, uh, my time was up, me and him stayed in constant contact and, you know, I always mention, like, if you ever needed anything, you ever wanted anything, you could always call or text me. And, um, you know, he reached out to me asking if he could come out here and work out with us for about a week. So I was, of course. So, you know, he came down for a week. He stayed with me and my family. And, you know, we worked out constantly. We just spent a lot of great time together. Um, it was great. I mean, just for him just to be in the atmosphere of my brothers and I and how we kind of work and go about our business, um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun just to be back in the gym with him and, you know, get to compete and get to get uh, work to get better. So Cy, I think, is going to make a big jump this year just because um, coming in as a freshman, you don't necessarily know how to make yourself asserted in a role. Um, Cy, I think, did an unbelievable job of being extremely mature in how he approached it his freshman year. And he's only going to continue to get better. He's maturing more and more. He's becoming more and more of a leader. Um, and his game's expanding. I think with the role he's going to have this year, he's going to have a bigger role, so he's going to have to do more. Um, and, you know, a lot of things that I saw when he was out here working is, you know, he was willing to make mistakes and trying to get to the role he wanted to be. And I think, you know, just with Cy, you know, he, he's extremely unselfish, and his IQ is really, really good. So um, being in the point guard position, you know, that's something that the team's going to need from him is, you know, to make great heads-up plays, um, and continue to be aggressive. You know, with him, if he's aggressive, you know, he's going to make a lot of great things happen. Um, 
And I think I think a lot of fans are going to be really, really, really excited about, you know, what he's to bring to the table, because I think he's expanding his game a lot more than what fans saw last year. You mentioned the NBA Finals, and obviously, you know, Jay and Jimmy have been leading the heat there. You, you had Wes in the playoffs for a while and, and the, the D-Wade uh, connection with the heat. And obviously, these are all guys that you've met. Has, has that Marquette connection come up in any of your conversations with these teams and the reputation that, that the school has built? Uh, yeah, it's funny. it's funny because, you know, one of the teams I haven't talked to have been the Heat. Um, you know, I think I think there's, there's no surprise um, about the success that, you know, the Marquette guys have had in the league. And I think it's attributed to, you know, the environment that Marquette provides as well as, you know, the example that they set. You know, they – are the consummate competitors, you know, they always exude, uh, always, um, they always display, you know, that grit, that toughness, um, those things that it takes to win. Um, and, you know, I think for Jay and Jimmy, especially, I think them being in, or, in an organization with Pat Riley, who, you know, prides himself on, you know, being the hardest worker, you know, doing the extra, you know, being tough, um, you know, that's extremely important. I think those guys go hand in hand with the management and, you know, the front office there. And, you know, back to when Pat Riley was with the Knicks, I know that was their identity was being, you know, the toughest hardworking team there is. And I think Jimmy and Jay fit perfectly in with Pat Riley and how he runs his organization. So, um, you know, it's definitely something personally I've thought of, definitely something, you know, my agent and I have talked about, um, you know, so I think, I think it's extremely interesting, you know, how those guys being from Marquette are just finding – finding their way. And same thing with, you know, Wes. I think Wes in Milwaukee, you know, they kind of have that same kind of kind of makeup. And um, it's great to see Wes back in Milwaukee, you know, in the, uh, playing in front of the city just because, you know, he came from there and um, being able to, you know, play in the same arena and everything. So, um, yeah, those guys are those guys are my OGs, man. They're they're the, they're the vets that, you know, we look up to and um, hopefully I'll be able to, you know, share the court with them very soon. Well, lastly, you know, as you've begun adulting now these last few months, is there anything that's that's been a surprise that maybe you wouldn't have thought of uh, adjustment-wise? I know obviously it's different with, with COVID and everything that's going on, but now you're completely able to focus on basketball. You have an agent. You're yeah. not that you weren't into nutrition and, and working out, but all of these things to a common goal. What, what kind of has stuck out of this experience these last few months? It's funny you say adulting. Yeah, you know, I just think four years ago when I, I was just seven, started, so you know, yeah, it's a new term yeah. to me too. Yeah, you know, I just think about you know a couple of years ago when I got to market, how young I was, and then now that I'm out of school, you know, kind of on my own, it's it really is like adulting. So I mean, it, it's been it's been a it's been different, but at the same time, Marquette has helped me um, in terms of preparing myself for this type of step in my life, and um, it's been weird, you know, it has been weird, you know, like. Like I, I open my own bank account, you know, I have my own business account, this, that, and the other, you know. So a lot of different things I've been doing on my own that, you know, I would, I would have a lot of resources to help me with. But um, at the same time, you know, the people that did at Marquette, you know, like Allison, Barb, Noreen, um, the coaching staff, you know, they did an unbelievable job of giving us resources. But at the same time, like in when they were sharing those resources with us, they were um, preparing us for when we would have to do things on our own. Um, so, you know, I think for me, it's been a pretty smooth transition just because, you know, I've had an unbelievable support system at home, but also, um, my home away from home at Marquette. So, um, it, it is weird though. You know, I definitely miss, you know, being around the guys every day, being in the aisle every day. Um, 
just being in Milwaukee, you know, such an unbelievable city with so many great people that showed so much love. So, I mean, it's, it's been weird. Uh, I love being home, but I do miss the atmosphere that um, Milwaukee brought for sure. Marcus, uh, nothing but the best of luck. We'll be keeping an eye on you. Good luck through the process and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate you, Scott. Always. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast, which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening and Go Marquette!